0: good morning everybody um i am the morning of february 19th 2021 and it is freezing cold where i am at um lots of snow on the ground been having lots of snowstorms here in idaho and i'm really grateful for the opportunity to do this podcast here in the morning and Going to start off with reading a little bit um, from a twelve-step book um, for the it's called the Daily Reflections uh, book. It's a book of reflections by AA members and for AA members, um, but this applies to anybody who has an addiction of any kind. I'm not different. In the beginning, it was four whole years before AA brought permanent sobriety to even one alcoholic woman. Like the high bottoms, the woman said they were different. The skid rowers said he was different. So did the artists and the professional people, the rich, the poor, the religious, the agnostic, the Indians and the Eskimos, the veterans and the prisoners, nowadays all of these, and legions more, soberly talk about how very much alike all of us alcoholics are when we admit that the chips are finally down. As Bill sees it, page 24. I cannot consider myself different in AA. If I did, I isolate myself from others and from contact with my higher power. If I feel isolated in AA, it is not something for which others are responsible. It is something I've created by feeling I'm different in some way. Today I practice being just another alcoholic in the Worldwide Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now again, this applies to any type of addiction you have. Um, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex addiction, pornography, whatever your vice is, um, this is a reading for that. And recognizing that we're really not different at the core, that as addicts we have, we may have different reasons for why we became addicts, but at the core, we all have a disease. And recognizing that. We may be in different, wear different um, costumes throughout the day, um, have different acts that we play. However, at the core and down at the heart, we're sick, we're hurt, we have fear and resentments, and we're trying to work through those things. So to all of my addict friends out there, I would encourage you to today just to commit to being sober, just today. Maybe in the next hour, whatever it may be, reach out to your sponsors. Try to find hope. There is hope out there for sobriety. Now, the second portion that I'm going to read this morning is from a book called The Daily Stoic. Um, 366 meditations on wisdom, perseverance, and the art of living. Um, And the author is Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. Um, I bought my copy on Amazon and would highly recommend it. It's just a daily reading um, about Stoic philosophy. And the reason why I got involved with Stoic philosophy for myself is that it's really helped me come to terms and accept where I'm at in life. That it's okay that I'm not perfect, that it's okay that I've made a lot of mistakes, and that it's my job not to beat myself up, but to learn from them. So today's reading is called The Banquet of Life. Remember to conduct yourself in life as if at a banquet. As something being passed around comes to you, reach out your hand and take a moderate helping. Does it pass you by? Don't stop it. It hasn't yet come. Don't burn in desire for it, but wait until it arrives in front of you. Act this way with children, a spouse, toward position, with wealth. One day it will make you worthy of a banquet with the gods. And that is a quote from Epictetus. The the next time you see something you want, remember Epictetus' metaphor of life's banquet. As you find yourself getting excited, ready to do anything and everything to get it, the equivalent of reaching across the table and grabbing a dish out of someone's hands, just remind yourself that's bad manners and unnecessary. Then wait patiently for your turn. This metaphor has other interpretations, too. For instance, we might reflect that we're lucky to have been invited to such a wonderful feast. That's gratitude. Or that we should take our time and savor the taste of what's on offer, enjoying the present moment. But that to stuff ourselves sick with food and drink serves no one, least of all our health. Gluttony is a deadly sin, after all. That at the end of the meal, it's rude not to help the host clean up and do the dishes selflessness. And finally, that next time, it's our turn to host and treat others just as we had been treated. Charity. Enjoy the meal. Some of the thoughts that I had about this for my own life is that it's, as I make goals, as I make plans for my future, it's easy to get caught up in the future and not living in the present moment. It's easy to say Well, I'll be happy when this happens. Or I'll be happy when this happens. Also, it's easy to rush things, whether those are relationships, forgiveness. um, Trying to get ahead too quick, if that makes sense. So I think wherever you're at in your life, if you'll focus on being present, expressing gratitude... And having moderation in all things. And focusing not only on yourself and what your goals are, but what you can give to your world around you. I feel like you'll be able to have that banquet and the food passed around just at the right time. And when that raise comes or when that extra responsibility comes, you'll actually be ready because you will have developed yourself. So when it is your turn, when that opportunity presents itself, you have developed the characteristic of being patient, of of having temperance, hard work and dedication and consistency, so that when it is your chance, whether that's marriage, forgiving someone else, whether that's getting a job promotion or changing careers, when it is the right time, you'll know and it's about developing yourself. The last thing I wanted to read today um, to everybody, and I understand that everybody name may not be of my faith um, or my religious standpoint, and that is absolutely fine. But what I like to do is um, is read part of this. It's called Come Follow Me. And... In my faith, we not <clears throat> we use the Holy Bible. Um, we also use the Book of Mormon and um, additional scriptures. Um, Doctrine and covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. And this year, we're actually studying the Doctrine and Covenants, and you can learn more about the Doctrine and Covenants by going to the Church of Jesus dot org. Um, however, just a synopsis of what it is, really quickly. Um, At the beginning of our church when the prophet Joseph Smith founded the church he didn't really know as he read the Bible the interpretation of everything. So basically doctrine and covenants are directions, commandments, and guidance to the earlier church um, in the 1800s and they are as applicable today as they were back then. So this reading for today um, the thing i like about this is it goes over questions to discuss scriptures and a quote so i'm going to read these and as i read them i hope that whether or not you believe what i believe that you can find some value in this questions to discuss doctrine covenants section 15 verse 6 makes clear that doing missionary work not only blesses the person being taught the gospel, but that it is also very beneficial to the person doing the teaching. Consider this truth in the context of what we know about the plan of salvation and our ultimate goal of becoming like our Heavenly Father. In what ways does missionary does doing missionary work help us become more like God? And here's the scriptures, verses 4, 5, and 6 of Doctrine and Covenants section 15. For many times you have desired of me to know that which would be of the most worth unto you. Behold, blessed are you for this thing, and for speaking my words which I have given you according to my commandments. And now, behold, I say unto you, that the thing which will be of the most worth unto you will be to declare repentance unto this people, that you may bring souls unto me, that you may rest with them in the kingdom of my Father. Amen. And here is a quote. When the gospel was being restored to earth during the early part of the 19th century, a number of brethren came to the prophet Joseph Smith and asked what the Lord would have have them do in this great work. Their concern was to learn what would be the most important thing for them to do. The word of the Lord came to the Whitmer men as follows. And now, behold, I say unto you, that the thing which will be of the most worth unto you will be to declare repentance unto this people, that you may bring souls unto me. That you may rest with them in the kingdom of my Father. I believe that the revelation applies as aptly to you and me as it did to John and Peter Whitmer, Jr. I know of no way whereby we can help to bring salvation to our own souls better than by doing all that we can to bring salvation to the souls of others. In other words, we save our own souls in proportion to the service we render to the honest in heart who are seeking after truth by giving to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or the plan of life and salvation, and that was by Elder Milton R. Hunter. Now, whatever your belief may be, I believe that we're all sons of God, and that we have a purpose. And I believe that it's you are developing your character as you're developing who you are. That understanding who your what your purpose is defining that purpose for yourself with your higher power and recognizing that you were created to be something more that we weren't created to be addicts to to be men that aren't faithful to our wives to to be men who just sit and watch TV or just sit and play video games or spend time on social media all day long that we were meant to be men of character sound character that we were were warriors that as we take care of our responsibilities take care of our families and teach our children how to become men our boys and, and our and also be men so that our daughters as they're looking for spouses will know what type of men to seek after and i say this knowing that i'm a hypocrite because I have made so many mistakes in my life both as a husband and as a father. And by no no me, by no means am I trying to say that I am perfect because I am not. I'm just trying to give back to the community and and hoping that by me sharing this today people can find hope and recognize they're not alone in recovery. They're not alone in If you are LDS um That you're not alone in developing who you are and that no matter what our faith background is, that we are truly all in this together and that we have the ability to bring out the best in each other as men and to rise up. And I would challenge everyone today to rise up, to do what you are meant to do, to be that person you're supposed to be and that you want to be just today. Just focus today on being your very best. And in saying that, brothers, I hope that you all have a great day. I hope that you make the best of where you're at. And I hope you find things to be grateful for today. Have a blessed day.